I don't know. In the nineties, I thought I was going to be a world-class baseball player, but I forgot you got to become <laughs> taller. So I wasn't paying attention to basketball. Oh. I don't know who that guy is. So it's from Chicago nineties. You know who we were talking about in Chicago in the nineties? Sammy Sosa. <laughs> uh, baseball has been very, very good to me. Fuck Sammy Sosa, man. He didn't give Have me you ever seen that, I, that I SNL bit? <laughs> it's like that's. I, I'm pretty sure they're 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 lampooning. Sammy Sosa in that like SNL bit where they 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 interview it's like a foreign baseball player and he's like uh baseball has been uh, uh, very very good to me they like ask him questions and that's all he answers with mm-hmm. yeah I remember that <laughs> oh Sammy uh he's like the color of strawberry ice cream now it's real weird <laughs> Google it Google I know it. I have. I've seen it. If you opened a carton of Neapolitan, his face would be right in the fucking middle. So I have a confession to make. I was a little late today because I was finishing the Malice in the Palace documentary. I didn't want to turn it off. I'm not going to lie. It's it's uh, on Netflix, right? Yeah, it just dropped yesterday, actually. It's, uh, it's quite entertaining. It's quite entertaining. A lot of the stuff I already kind of knew, but uh, it's uh, it's an interesting perspective on uh, basically all the shit that happened that the cameras didn't show and like some of the other things that occurred and even like some profiles on some of the fans that were involved in the altercation were just like, oh, this is not shocking at all. Um, <laughs> so I won't, uh, yeah, I won't spoil anything, but I highly recommend it. Was, it was quite, uh, it was quite good. I haven't watched it yet. Um, but, and I, they, they probably covered this in the documentary, I don't know, but, but like, this article came out, I don't know, years and years ago. One of my favorite things about that was, uh, there, when, after, like, they got in the locker room, they're, like, all sitting around, and Ron Artest looks at Steven Jackson, Jermaine O'Neal, and goes, yo, you guys think we're gonna get in trouble? <laughs> it was. And Steven Jackson goes, Ron, we're lucky if we're gonna have jobs. <laughs> It's true. They did talk about that in the documentary because they were just like, I think the big, the big thing, cause I was watching it with my dad and like the big thing that was like the major, major, and we've kind of known this for years now, just because Ron Artest has talked about it quite a bit, but like he had some, he was bipolar. Like he had some very, 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 very severe, severe bipolar, like depression, anxiety swings. And like, he was just so far removed from reality where like that question was like, he was, that was like a real, he even, he was like, it was a real question. Like I just, I just wasn't sure like how severe, like that's just how disconnected he was at the time, at the age of 23 going through, you know, bipolar disorder, not really understanding why. Well, the thing that nobody ever gives him credit for is he went and laid on the scores table and removed him from the situation himself Mm -hmm. from the situation entirely (laughs) until somebody chucked that beer at him. Like, yeah, we we all are like, Ooh, number one, Tesla ran in the crowd and tried to decapitate a man. And God, if he hadn't slipped, that guy would be dead. Um, same thing with the guy but, that Jermaine O'Neal almost hit. Yes, they talk about that in the. Oh, sorry, yeah, like, Jermaine O'Neal is the one that if he doesn't. And, and, if he doesn't yeah. slip, that guy's dead. That guy's dead. That guy's dead. dead. So I was thinking yeah. that was Ron Artest, but you're yeah. right. That was Jermaine O'Neal. Um, no, it, it's it, it is true. I think like rewatching the clips, um, like the laying down thing, I understand it now because I understand where he was coming from. I will say that like in the moment. Caught like imagine if like this is like an extreme example, but like imagine if you're in a scuffle at a bar and the dude's just like, all right, fuck it, and lays on the 
on the bar the top. Table. Your immediate thought is like, who the fuck is this asshole? Are you fucking kidding me? You start a fight and then you have the audacity to lay on the bar, you piece of shit. Like, I can understand how when you're caught up in the emotions and there's just the raw energy of it all. Like, so I can understand how that could be perceived differently. Exactly. Exactly. I, I, I'm sure that this didn't happen in, in the documentary. I'm, I'm absolutely 100,000% positive of this. And so I'll say the interview that I really want is the guy who Ron Artest thought through the beer, who wasn't the guy that threw the beer. I don't want them to <laughs> talk to that guy because I, I want to know what was going through that guy's mind as Ron Artest was charging him and he's just thinking, I didn't do anything. Well, dude, they caught the so they caught the guy who threw the beer. Like they know who it is. They know exactly who it is. And they showed an interview of him. What a fucking prick. Just the biggest still like Bro, no, this was not this was not a reason. This was from I, oh, I just say this really quick. I'm gonna say this really quick because I had the exact same thought when you were saying like if somebody like laid on the bar top, my first thought would never be to throw a beer to a person. I would never get that angry. I'm I I don't have a button, but I Chuck style guarantee I will not ever get that angry. Uh sure. and two, the guy who throws beer at, at an NBA player. Where there's cameras everywhere, you're for sure going to get caught. Yeah, you're a fucking asshole. I would yeah. not ever, ever expect anything. And if you listen to this podcast, thank you for listening. But like, what? Come on. Yeah. No, I would. I just for any of the listeners, if you're interested, like highly recommend it. It's a, it's, a, it's an interesting watch. It's about an hour and some change. It's pretty solid. That's not bad. Probably fire that up tomorrow. Quick watch. Yeah. Maybe we got some free time. I like that. That's a good. That's good. That explains uh, what you wrote as your name then. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be good. Let's, I mean, let's it. get into it. I, oh, I, I would just want to. I just want to add one real quick thing. Um, at our uh, at Jay and I's job today, uh, one of the people that I manage uh, had a first call with one John Tesh, and yes, it is that John Tesh of Round Ball Rock fame. Oh, oh! I definitely should have let you open the podcast. Whoa! Up. Yeah, that's what I was going to open with. But I mean, Malice the Palace is relevant. It's recent. You know, oh, we're talking shit. about it. Oh, yeah, apparently wow. when uh, <clears throat> apparently when um, they got on the call, his brother Dave was also on the call, um, singing the words to Round Ball, the oft forgotten lyrics <laughs> to Round Ball Rock. <laughs> oh my god! I love that. <laughs> It's just time for basketball. Basketball is gonna be played. I'm assuming those are the lyrics. I have no fucking clue. <laughs> it's a basketball. Give me the ball because I'm, I'm gonna dunk it. Basketball. It's so good. Mm. If the Olympics taught us anything, oh, it's that man. we need to have the NBA on NBC again. That's what we. Oh do. yeah. That's what we. Um, as, as long as you don't have to pay extra for it or whatever was happening to some people. I guess yeah. some people weren't able to watch a lot of the games. Which is like what's it was, this? Yeah, it's such a fucked up move by NBC, just like to like basically have the American NBA, like the American Olympic men's basketball games behind a paywall. Like, what a dick move! They're like, oh, know, you want to watch your favorite players? It's gonna cost you. I know Nikki is wants to start the show, so I'm gonna. I just want to say this. No, no, no. Please, uh, no, please, I, no. I, I I'm gonna go ahead and. Just uh, well, you that little message you just threw in the chat there. Maybe we should just talk about it then, because yeah. I what I was gonna say is that I might have, I have a uh, worst take of the week, uh, and I'll own that because I said on this very show, I oh, I might not have said it on the show, but I, I definitely said it via text message. 
this this U.S. team might not win a medal. Oh, you said it here. You said it yeah. here. It's on. Wax. I couldn't remember. Oh, I couldn't remember. It's on, it's on wax. It's on you that cylinder. It. Well, you have little faith. You have little faith. <laughs> I mean, they looked like trash. Yeah, um, they, they honestly didn't even. Really, I didn't really think they even looked that good during the Olympics. There just wasn't anybody else better. No, I mean we we're still the most talented team. That's what I was saying. Like the talent is going to win over at the end of the day. Yeah. Well, I was wrong. So I hope you're congrats happy. Congrats to all of the Olympians, uh, specifically Zach Levine. How's it feel to win? Let's keep that. Let's keep that mentality. Dude, there was. I was listening to a Bulls podcast, and they said this is the first time since college that he's won four games in a row. Uh yeah, well five because then they ended up winning the gold medal game, so that's sure. five games in a row. But who they were saying like Zach Zach, Zach Levine, Levine, he has not won four games in a row. In his he went that's from the tough. Timberwolves in to the Bulls. His like entire career, he's not won four games in a row. That's tough. Tough. Yeah. Until now. Yeah. Until happen. this year. Let's We're go. We're talking about it. Let's start this stuff, no. folks. Welcome to NBA, the podcast that tries to talk about NBA shit, but mostly we just talk shit like. To the guy from the Malice of the Palace. We talk shit about that guy. That's a perfect example. I'm your host, Nikki Keeles, a.k.a. Is that Kawhi Leonard? No, this is Patrick Williams. I mean, <laughs> great, you, know. you get what I was doing there. Uh, not the greatest voice no, no, in no. the world. That was oh, good. Well, pretty, but solid. pretty solid. That was good. I tried. You know uh, <laughs> and uh, my co-host, uh, my brother from the same mother. Yeah, this is Jay Keeles, uh, a.k.a. Malice in my phallus. Mm. Wow, when you say it, it's grosser than when you read it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not gonna lie. Yeah, that's yeah. I, yeah. I wasn't expecting it. Yeah, <laughs> malice such, in my phallus. Such a such emphasis on phallus. Uh, I've, I've had a lot of AKs recently that are like, yeah. Every episode I've been on recently, which like, I, admittedly, I've been gone a little bit yeah. recently, but uh, every episode I've been on recently has been you've been very sexual. Oh yeah, yeah. He's just. Yeah. I mean, hey. I, th- I think you like it, and your name is. Hey, what's up? It's Tad, aka Jalen Sogandi's nuts. Oh God! Oh wow! <laughs> oh God! Oh, yeah, I, God. You, you you saw the name that I logged in with, but I I I I, I zigged when you thought I was gonna zag. You know what I mean? I like True. that. True. That's a great job. Good job. Um, I'm not zigging or zagging. I'm going. Exactly what you're expecting. It's time for the Nikki Keelas Random Stack Quiz. <laughs> it's Tad's favorite part of the show. Favorite part of the show. I think it's, every, I think it's everybody's. Okay. So, fun fact. With all the recent acquisitions that the Los Angeles Lakers have, their current average age of the roster is 31.167 years old. If they were to win an NBA championship, that would make them the third oldest team to ever do it. Can you tell me what NBA team is the oldest? And for bonus, what NBA team was the youngest Ooh. to ever win an NBA championship? Uh, to win, I'm going to say the 2011 Dallas Mavericks. For oldest? Yes. Well, uh, yeah, okay. And then Jay? That's a good one. Um, I'm gonna. Yeah, say I know that's why I said it because you always fucking say the ones that I'm like they're like top of mind and then you spit one. it out. So I was like, not this time, not today. Give me the oh, man. I feel like here's the thing: we always do this where we're like, we just we tend to assume that it's recent, and in a lot of cases it's not. So I'm gonna go with the '98 Bulls. I want to say right. this real quick. I was just thinking this as Nikki was starting the 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 little game here. <laughs> 
we are either always very close or very, very, so very off. far off. So off. <laughs> I don't want to say that I blame Nikki, but sometimes he picks things where it's like, there's no way we were going to get that. There's no yeah. way. I think, I look, like, I'm what was that dude's name? Todd Van Pop- Dick Van Arsdale, man. Yeah. I think that's right. <laughs> You will never forget. I'll never forget. It's seared into my brain. And he had a brother named Ron or something. I don't remember his brother. It was Tim. Tim, sure. Ron is close to Tim. It's a three-letter name. Not too bad. Yeah, those are good guesses. Well, speaking of good guesses, so like I said, third place at 31.167. If the Lakers win this year, they would be third place. Actual third place is the 68-69. Boston Celtics at 30.914. Second place is the 2010-2011 Dallas Mavericks at 31.607. And the oldest ever, the 97-98 Chicago Bulls at a whopping 32.096. I did it. This is honestly, you know what, Jay? I'm happy for you because I'm pretty sure this is the your life's greatest accomplishment. So. <laughs> that was a total guess. I was like, yo, I'm pretty sure it was us because we were old as fuck. Oh my God, I did yeah, it. Can, oldest player on that team? Dennis Rodman, 37 years old. Oh yeah, that's right. I he was it. old. Can you guys maybe guess the youngest team ever? It, and you are caress, uh, correct by saying it is an older team. I figured that much. Like back in the day team. The youngest team... <laughs> Say I have a hit, but I, it made me laugh while looking at the other teams on this list. <laughs> My hint was it was Lakers led w- by a white man. <laughs> it was led by a white man. The list, the, yeah. The the eighty one Celtics. Eighty one Celtics are not on this list. Not in the top. Did they 10. win? They might not have won that year. I'm trying. The, yeah, I can't ever. Rem- I can't ever keep straight the years the Lakers won and the years the Celtics won when they <laughs> played each other every fucking year. Uh I'm going to stick. Let's go with. I'm going to say. I'm going to say the 77 Celtics. The Celtics did not win in this in 77. Okay. Then I, I give up. No, no, the team that did win in 76, 77. Portland Trailblazers. Oh, right. That was the fucking. Led by the cool Bill Walton. That's they were. The average age was 24. Point one nine nine. You're right. I forgot about them. That was supposed to be like the next team, and then Bill Walton could never stay healthy for the rest of his life. I uh, I I just want to let you guys know if you heard me typing away, I did search who won the championship in '81, and it was the Celtics, but they were not the youngest team, so they weren't even on the list. So I at least knew who won the title. But but, third place the year before '81 and '80, the Lakers. I wondered if the show seven. I did. I did. I was thinking maybe the sh- one Showtime Lakers year, but now obviously I know that that's incorrect. Yeah. Who the fuck has won a title recently? Good God. Part, oh, I can give you the most recent one to be er- on this list on either one. The most recent team to be on either list is in the youngest category. Eighth place, twenty six point three nine three. The Golden State Warriors. I was going to say the that. 14, I assumed. 15. I assumed that much. Uh, and the oldest, or the, I should say, most recent in like the winner category is got to be the Mavs, oldest. right? Well, the Mavs. Uh, you already said the Mavs. No, no, no. Um, I, I said sorry. I'm saying the most recent to this date in the oldest category would be tenth place, the thirteen fourteen San Antonio Spurs. Oh, got it, got it. So okay, I missed that. Was gonna that was gonna be my guess before I said the Bulls was gonna be the Spurs. But I was like, you know what? We always guess recent, and I'm gonna assume it's not that. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to go ahead and say this. Here, I'll, I'll guess. The 1971 Milwaukee Bucks. 
Sixth place, youngest all time, twenty six point oh four nine. I got nothing else. I can't. I I can't go back that far. Remember, I know like Golden State won in the mid seventies. The Hawks got probably got one. No, I think the Hawks last championship was like fifty seven. But yeah, regardless, second place, second place ever ever for youngest is the fifty five fifty six Philadelphia Warriors. Okay, I was I bull, I shit you not. I was gonna say the Warriors because I'm pretty sure that's the team that Wilt Chamberlain played on. It is. Yeah, twenty five point five eight seven. Damn. So Damn. a full I get, like year and a half older average than that Bill Walton Trailblazers team. I got and I got that, nothing. Mickey, you're gonna just have right. to go ahead and No, I gave all the answers. We're good to go. That was Oh who wait, who was first? It was the Blazers. Oh the 77, oh, 76, it was the, that Blazers team. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I didn't yeah. I uh, oh, no, no, I missed that yeah. while I was Googling uh I was Googling the series. Uh, the eighty one champions. Yeah. So <laughs> uh, I have a fun one that I learned just today. Do you know the in, in NBA Finals history, a player has averaged 40 points plus in, in Finals Series five times. Can you name the five players that have done it? 40 points, you said? 40 plus points in a, in a Finals Series. Oh, boy. It's been uh, done five times. Will Michael LeBron. Not LeBron. You don't think LeBron's done it once? I don't. I think he has. No, his Michael best was uh, like 36 or whatever. Against yeah. Oh, yeah, no, he has at 30. I'm, yeah, I'm going yeah, to say, say Michael... I'm going to say, Wilt, give me, uh, give me Rick Barry. Uh, and then I'm going to go with Shaq. And, uh, ah, fuck. One more. I'm going to go Allen Iverson in a losing effort. Those are great picks. Well, wait. I think <laughs> Shaq's for sure right. Did Giannis do Did it? He? No, he didn't. I'll give you the answer. It yeah, was Michael work. Jordan five times. I sound like a fucking idiot. Like, Jay, I respect the effort. Throwing Rick Barry in there, Shaq, like, Allen Iverson in a losing effort. I mean, those were not bad picks, but I was just like. amazing. I just want to give you this. In the night. Oh, I'm sorry. This was in the play- in multiple. This is in multiple playoff series. That's my mistake. Whatever. Anyway, I saw this today. I thought it was finals. Who cares? One of them was in the finals. In the 1992 first round, when they eliminated Miami three games to nothing, he averaged 45 points, 9.7 rebounds, 6.7 assists, three steals, one block. He shot 61 uh, percent from the like from the field. He didn't attempt a single three, and he uh, also. Um, Shot 91% from the free throw line. He did not attempt a single three, and he averaged 45 points over three fucking games. That's insane. That's insane. But that's Outrageous. also before we started winning because he was taking all, all the shots. But they won that year. <laughs> that was the year, that was the first, uh, second year of the first three-peat. 92. Oh, yeah, you're right. Oh. Never mind. I take Damn. it back. <laughs> 45 <laughs> fucking points a game. Like, and then like uh 1988 first round, 45.2 points per game. 1990 second round, 43 points per game. 1993 finals, 41 points per game. Like this shit, these numbers are fucking outrageous. Outrageous. Goat-like, yeah. if you will. He's, yeah. This guy was probably pretty good. I don't really remember him much. I was a little kid in the uh, 90s, but he was probably real good. I think so. I don't know. In the nineties, I thought I was going to be a world-class baseball player, but I forgot that you got to become <laughs> taller. So I wasn't paying attention to basketball. Oh. I don't know who that guy is. So it's from Chicago nineties. You know who we were talking about in Chicago in the nineties? Sammy Sosa. <laughs> 
Uh, baseball has been very, very good to me. Fuck Sammy Sosa, man. He didn't give me. You ever seen that that SNL bit? (laughs) It's like that's. I'm pretty sure they're 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 lampooning Sammy Sosa in that like SNL bit where they 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 interview. It's like a foreign baseball player, and he's like, "Uh, baseball has been uh, uh, very, very good to me." They like ask him questions, and that's all he answers with. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I remember that. (laughs) Oh, Sammy. Uh, he's like the color of strawberry ice cream now. It's real weird. <laughs> Google it. Google I know it. I have. I've seen it. If you opened a carton of Neapolitan, his face would be right in the fucking middle. That's, I've never heard that before. That's a good one. Oh, buddy. Ice cream. That's, good uh, Lord. That is fantastic. Let's so you guys want to talk about, about like the Olympics or free agency or something? <laughs> Yeah. Let's well. Let's start. Uh, we had a small conversation on Olympics, but let's get into a little <laughs> bit more, a little better detail. Um, <laughs> oh man, I need a second. I'm good. Oh shit. <laughs> uh, U.S. won over France. What was the final score? 80, 87, 83 or something like that. It was actually pretty that. close. It was actually a pretty close. Yeah, game. I know. Yeah, yeah, it was good. Well, and it's, it's so here's the thing like Jeff Van Gundy was talking about this on the low post, and he was like, Look, man, there's certain NBA players who are fine NBA players and they're really good FIBA players. And then there's some really good uh, NBA players who are really bad FIBA players. Dame Lillard, for example, had a really bad Olympics, like, and for a variety of reasons. He had a good stretch in the championship game, which kind of saved his entire Olympics. But like, he's a great NBA player who was like pretty shit in FIBA. Whereas like, you get a guy like Evan Fournier who's like a fine NBA player and like, kind of crushes it in FIBA because he understands FIBA rules and he plays it accordingly. And then you got guys yeah. like Luka Doncic who are just great, period. All around. I really thought he was going to lead them to the finals. Like so I was I just like, holy there. shit. Man. I mean, um, they lost also, a goddamn point to France. Fucking one. Oh, that was rough. Yeah. Ugh. Um, yeah, I mean, I thought it was really good. Uh, Patty Mills well, scored 42. Crushed, Um dude. So now he's third place all time for points scored in Olympic games. And Luca in his first game, I think he had 48 is yeah. now second all time. He's also the first ever person to get a triple double in the, I think it's, that's what I said in, in the Olympics. Luca, Luca had great fucking Olympics. I mean, he, what he, what he was doing was stupid. It was just, yeah. Stupid. Patty Mills also just that dude every year, every, every Olympics, every FIBA world championship, whatever. That guy just always balls out for Australia. Yeah. Always. Every year. I want to say this because I've texted you guys about it a million times. The FIBA style of basketball is 10 times more aesthetically pleasing to watch. There's not a whistle every two minutes. And I noticed that they're trying to call the summer league more like that. Much more enjoyable basketball. We could talk about that a little bit too. There was a couple of rule changes where it's closer to FIBA where uh, now there's like some offensive moves that that will no longer be called fouls. No more rip through bullshit. Thank God. No more rip through. You can't do that that backup thing that Trey Young and and Chris Paul do very well. Um, you know what else can't you do anymore? Yeah, I mean they highlighted a bunch. Like also like the, the oh, oh if you do the, like pump the jumping into you contact, jump into them, yeah, you can't like jump all into that shit they're getting anymore. rid of, which is glorious. It's so great. Yeah, I, I think I've, actually point, like, everything of, that they've implemented, I like. Yes, go on. Oh, I think we lost Jay. We we did. That's Ooh. why I said yes, go on. I that was, you know. <laughs> For a second, I was like, did we lose Jay? And then you said that. I was like, oh, we lost him. <laughs> classic Jay. Every uh, time, man. Classic. That's classic Jay. 
<laughs> and there's the text. Love it. He said, like, give him a minute. It's fine. As soon as he uh, comes back in, his computer died. Plug your goddamn computer. What are you doing, man? Every time before we hop on here, that is the what? first thing I do. There is one time He's where I didn't, I didn't plug in, and it was because I plugged in the cord that goes into the computer but didn't realize the charger itself was unplugged. So... <laughs> Every time before we get on, come on, man, come on, man. That's all I ever do is plug it in. I yeah. let it get to a hundred before I before I take it out. Yeah, that's what you're supposed to do. It's bad for your battery if you like are constantly plugging, unplugging, plugging, unplugging. Like you're supposed to yeah. charge it all the way. I don't do that charge with my phone. Who has time to charge their phone to a hundred percent? Good God, I do, but that's because I have no life. Oh, I, I mean, I, I don't either. I just, I look at things. I did, I did delete all of my social media, not the accounts, but I deleted all the apps mm. off my phone. Um, yeah. I've been like, I've been traveling and so much, like I had like the three of my last four weekends, I was at weddings and I had a, a birthday party for one of my like close friends. Like I've just had so much shit going on recently. I've been drinking a lot and I was finally just like, I need like, I need a mental health reset here. So I just yeah, got rid sure. of uh, So if you send anything on Instagram and I don't respond, it's because I literally don't have Instagram right now. Yeah, no worry. Just don't, don't once you get back on, just start responding and then I'll know you're back. There we go. And I'm going to hound you. Yeah, I, my one buddy was like, dude, I've sent you like 40 memes and you haven't responded to any of them. I was like, oh yeah, <laughs> I deleted my social media. But I also like, I, I don't want to, like, I hate the people that make a big show of it that are like, oh, I'm deleting my social media, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Um, and so I was like, if somebody says something to me about it, I'll call it out. But I, like, I'm oh, telling yeah, you guys because we communicate right. a lot via social media. Yes. So. so, yeah, totally fine. No worries. I did I did look at those tweets uh, that you sent today about Jason Kidd. Which I, oh, yeah. I, I mean, I feel it's like, like we should talk about that, but... Also, oh, dude, I'm not surprised at all. The guy's, he's a fucking abuser. He's a noted abuser. He used to beat the shit out of his wife. Yeah. He's a That's scumbag. I was like, yeah, Once a scumbag, always a scumbag. I, saw, I thought to myself, we probably don't have to talk about it because it's like so obvious at this point. And no way in hell anyone thinks he's a good person. No, I, I said it on a very early episode that I was on. I, I, oh, maybe, no, maybe I didn't say it on the podcast, but I know I said it to Jay at work one day where I was like, oh, great, Jason Kidd, why don't you go home, get drunk, and beat your wife? Like, yeah. he's just, a, he's just such a dirtbag, man. Like, oh, I yeah. said, I said, go, I said, drive. Sorry about that, guys. My computer died in the middle of that. Um, did you, have you guys seen that sketch uh, with, with uh, Seth Rogen and Jimmy Fallon where they're like reading like a dad text and Seth Rogen's like, I lost my fat butt. Fat butt. Fat butt. And the daughter responds with, Fitbit? Yeah. <laughs> That's what I just felt like when I was texting you guys. Like, my computer does. Does. Yeah, Die. it does. It does a lot of things, man. God but specifically, you uh, stupid autocorrect. You missed it because you, your computer died, but you, you were talking to your mid sentence. You froze, and I just go, Yes, go on. <laughs> and because I was like, I was looking up the new uh, NBA rules, which perfect timing that you, you dipped out because I'm not, I was actually able to get them out now. Uh, but I was looking it up and he said that. And I was like, oh, he did go away, didn't he? I just like didn't realize where you were. I was just like so ingrained in these new rules, everybody. Let's get into them. Offensive players launching into defenders is something that uh, is considered a non-basketball move. Uh, 
Oh, I'm sorry. Here, I read it this wrong. They're going to implement the rule to reduce the number of fouls drawn on non-basketball moves. And this is the what's considered a non-basketball move. An offensive player launching into a defender. An offensive player abruptly veering off of their path, which is kind of like the, the Trey Young thingy. Yep. Uh, shooters kicking their legs out in weird angles, uh, a la James Harden. And offensive players using their off arm to hook the defender, a la James Harden. Uh, so, a la Kevin Durant and Kevin Durant. He's really good at that one too. Uh, he chicken wings people quite often. Uh, how are our feelings on that one? I, I, I really enjoy that one. I think that's going to be a great addition and that's what's been going on recently. And I've seen a couple of them during summer league games. These are all good rules, man. Like the, the problem that we've had recently and Jay, I'm sorry. Like I know you were like literally midpoint, so I, I should concede to you, but uh, they, it it just it kills the flow of the game, man. Like there's some games where I'm sitting there and I'm like, I literally can't watch this because it's like, oh, they play for 30 seconds, whistle, and it's like this is stuff where also like the defender has to be able to defend. Like yeah, the yeah. you you've literally negated defense. Like the defender can't do anything. Like the amount of times where like I like I yell at my TV when like a defender is straight up or like they've got their hand out because they're like checking the dude and like some bullshit whistle happens. And I'm just like, what the fuck else are they supposed to do? Like you're defending the best offensive players in the world. Like I understand it's no tall task. It's not like scoring is going to slow down. It's going to be a much more like, it's going to be a better game. It's like football. Football has gotten to a point where like everything is a penalty on the defense. And it's just like, okay, like what are we like fucking play seven on seven? Like, what are we doing? Yeah, I no, like seven on seven football. If I'm being honest, yeah, I mean, That'd so would fun. I. Look, I'm not gonna <laughs> lie. To you, you know? <laughs> Could you imagine seven on seven with all NFL players? That'd be a blast. But well, listen, we watch the NBA and we watch the NBA in its current state. That doesn't mean that we love the way that it's played. It's just we still love the NBA. But Bingo. like, I mean, we talked about the Olympics. Like, part of the reason why some of these guys were basically rendered useless was because they were hunting for fouls and they weren't being called. Yeah, yeah. Like Dame was struggling because he was hunting for. He was shocked at how much physicality was being like played on the other end. He was like, what the fuck is going on? He, he touched me. And he was just like, yeah, it's called defense, bro. Like that's defense. Like to some extent there's, there's a, there's a line, but that's defense. I love it. I was always for all of it. I'm here for all of it. I just want it. It's going to make for a better product. I was always taught in my rural white high school, you know, the fundamentals of good defense. And it was always move your feet, show your chest. Like, you know, don't, don't reach in, don't, don't hack, but just like give them your, like, cause if they bump it, like they can't, they can't go through you to get to their spots. You got to show your chest. Dad, I, nobody could see it, but you just straight up did the same move of every middle school and high school basketball. That's what, that's, thank you. That's what I was going for. Thank you. Thank you. Everything. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Show your chest. Show your chest. Show your chest. <laughs> that's what they that's every coach i ever had yeah just got to move your feet get your hands out show your chest that's it show your chest you slap the floor let everybody know you're ready to play defense you fucking put your hands out you go chest out slap the floor slap the floor, slap the floor as the the point guard is bringing up the ball and as you oh, slap the floor he blows by you and, and, and make sure and make sure that the five of you do it simultaneously or else it doesn't work everybody has to go three two one slap floor boom defense defense you know what how defense works. you know what my favorite universal basketball move is that oh, like god so stupid that makes no sense, but every person does it. I don't care where you're from. I don't care what you're doing, but every person, you're in a defensive stance. 
the guy you're checking has got the ball. He's like maybe bringing it up the floor. He catches it like way out on the wing and you get down low and you hike your shorts up. You <laughs> take both hands and you hike your shorts up and then they just fall right back down. Like why does every person do that? Everybody it's does it. It's a temporary um, competitive advantage. Yeah, it statistically <laughs> proves to help your defense. It's all about range. I don't wear shorts that go down to my knees. It's not like I'm pulling my shorts up to prevent me myself from sliding. I just hike them up because I'm like, yo, you want to see this dick? Maybe that's what it is. <laughs> oh, Maybe that's weird. what we're doing. We're trying to dick. throw them off. It's psychological. That's <laughs> I got to make sure my door's closed all the way because my neighbors don't need to hear this conversation. Give me one second. My door doesn't close all the way unless I, I push it closed. So I'm going to just go check it out. I'll be right back. You should double check that they're not hearing the insane things that he is yeah. screaming. Just be me and Nikki not talking about your dick. Yeah, definitely uh, <laughs> no longer doing that. Um, hey, fun fact. Did you know that the last four teams Ennis Cantor has played for have been the uh, Portland Trailblazers, the Boston Celtics, the Portland Trailblazers, and the Boston Celtics? I did notice that. I was like, yo, this, this is weird. He just keeps going back and forth in the two same teams. Um, Real quick, update. My door was not closed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the other man. night I woke up in the morning and I like, I was like, I, I, I was like, I closed my door last night. Went and looked. Nope, sure didn't. You could literally, it looks closed, but if you just push on it, some bitch just opens right up. If a fucking madman lived in my apartment building, I'd be dead. Yep. <laughs> That's true. We'll tell your story. Uh, uh, I'm so shout out Enos Cantor, though, man. To the internet. Yeah. I mean, I didn't give oh, my, my like home address. That's but, true. Uh, yeah, you could probably just look that up like somewhere you. anyway. Who cares? Whatever. Look. <laughs> At this point, like, just yeah, whatever. Come rob me. Just don't, don't kill me. You can have my stuff. I don't care. Um, I got, I got renters insurance, which I think you're covered for in a home invasion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sure. Uh, shout out Enos Cantor, though. Just big time. Honestly, like, kind of preposterous too. Just the literally the farthest he could go. I think Vancouver yeah. is the only team farther west than well, yeah. like California teams. But right. regardless, literally just traveling across the country. Oh, yeah it's man. an interesting uh he just loves just the coast back man. and forth he you think he just he's like um he's like uh charles gambino he's got penthouses on both coasts maybe but not the parts would, of the coast you'd expect no you would think a guy that's running from the turkish government would want to like be a little bit more elusive and not keep playing for the same two teams <laughs> <laughs> you think he would try to play for a different team every couple of months just to like just just, just to run away from the turkish government what do you think Enos Cantor's uh, career earnings are? Career earnings. Do you have that pulled up? I do. What do you think his career earnings are? Give me blah, 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 blah. give me 40 mil. Okay. No. Nikki? That's insane. Uh, what did I just say? I'm an idiot. You think that's too low, right? Because I it's think that's way too low. low. It's yeah. way too low. I'm an idiot. I was going to say his total earnings, maybe 115. Okay. Jay? All right. Give me another shot. Yeah. I'm going to say, I'm going to say 160. Okay, you're both over, Nikki. You're closer. 106 million. 106. I'm sorry. 106. I'm dyslexic. I'm at 106. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Sure. <laughs> sure. 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 Uh, let's. Uh, before we talk about more free agency stuff, let's do a little bit. Tad, you had. We're in here to give talk about um their thoughts on the draft. What do you think about Jalen Suggs and that first great game that he had in the summer league? Yeah, I mean, shocker. Like, I can't believe we got him. Like terrific. Like I'm not complaining here. Like that that was literally the best case scenario for Orlando. Thank God. A ball bounced their way, our way. Whatever. Sure. I'll say our. A ball bounced in the like one goddamn lucky break. Thank you. He looks good. 
he needs he did they they did play him a little bit too much off ball Cole Anthony kind of dominated the ball in that first summer league game um which is fine Cole Anthony did not look great but I he also didn't look like he gave a shit about being out there which is kind of typical of second year players who I mean Cole Anthony scored 37 points in a real NBA game last year like let me just say I'm not worried about Cole Anthony um winner he's cool also true also true um yeah I mean Jalen Suggs looks great honestly Franz Wagner looks good like it was a, honestly, like best case scenario, like they got kind of the, exactly what they needed here. Uh, Fultz can or Fultz, sorry, Suggs can play uh, opposite of, of Fultz. I guess I could have said Fultz can play opposite of Suggs, but still, um, I, I think you can have both of them on the floor at the same time. Um, he gives us something that we've really have not had in a very, very, very long time, which is a playmaking, uh, penetrating, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> point guard, and. Uh, Nice yeah, it's, it's good. I mean, he he looks good defensively. I mean, it's summer league, so like I don't I try not to put too much stock into it. But uh, yeah, I'm excited, man. I'm happy. I'm pleased. I, honestly, I thought overall uh, the draft kind of shook out the way that you would expect. That was just the biggest one for me. And frankly, like I think Toronto made the right move in not drafting him because like they don't really necessarily need him. Um, I think like uh, you know, yeah. I, I think I don't know. I'm happy. That's it. Like, that's all I have. Like, yeah, I'm happy. I get it. Looks good. You also uh, got to be double happy because from what, the game that I watched, I'll say it, Luca Garza didn't look too bad. He cut some weight. Don't do that. His two we games. Just... Two games. Two games looks good. Hey, I'm sorry, I'll Jay. Did, have you him. ever scored 15 points in 14 minutes in the summer league game? I'll give it to him. He hmm. played well. He played I've good. Played this, never, I've never scored 15 good. points. Look, man. All I'm saying is Myers Leonard got blackballed from the league. So... For good reason. Uh, yeah. So the you want Luca Garza to be that next guy. Well, no. What I'm saying for. is there. There's a glaring lack of <laughs> tall, slow-footed, three-point shooting white centers from the Big Ten in the NBA. And so okay. Luca Garza is back to fill that quota. And honestly, what do we give? He's got. He's on a two-way deal, right? He's on a two-way deal. Probably playing the G League this year. I'm thinking four years or however long. You know, if they don't bring him I, back, like whatever, they don't sign don't his contract. Is he on a two-way deal? Because he got drafted. He might not. He might not be on a two-way deal officially. That's fine. Yeah. Whatever. Regardless, here's my point. He's going to sign a contract with them. You know they're going to keep him. They'll probably send him to G League. Whatever. Two years, three years, four years down the line. However long it is, I cannot wait for Michael Jordan to sign him to a five-year, eighty-five million dollar contract <laughs> where he'll play fourteen game, fourteen <laughs> minutes a night and fill Michael yeah. Jordan's white Big Ten center quota that he always has to have. He's got to have, did he have one like on the, on the, they Bulls? still got Cody Zeller and I mean, yes, not big uh, 10, but they did Purdue, just sign, uh, they just signed Mason Plumley. Luke Longley is from the big 10. I don't remember. No, I don't know he's Australian. No, he, I think no. he went to Arizona state. No, I'm t- I, I need specifically, did he have a, a big tall white guy from the big 10 when he played for the bulls or I guess the warriors yes. maybe that he fell in love yeah, with. I mean, he, he had, had many uh, big tall white guys. He just didn't have any big tenors. I think, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Will Purdue ah, damn it. Will, Will Purdue went to Vanderbilt. I was kind of hoping he went to Purdue, but uh, <laughs> me too. I don't know where Bill Wennington went, uh, but yeah, he uh, not a big 10 guy. Neither was Luke Longley. I think Luke Longley, like I said, went to Arizona State. Oh, wow. Bill Wennington went to St. John's. Damn it. Hmm. I don't know. He one day he met someone who went to the big 10 and was a big white guy. He probably was well, like, I he did love this. He did once this say. Famously, I, I should have known that Will Will uh, Will Purdue did not go to Purdue because famously in practice one day Michael Jordan called him out for being soft and he said, 
Man, you too soft to be Will Purdue. I'm going to call you Will Vanderbilt. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, Michael. Oh, Michael. True fan of comedy, that guy. Truly. Um, let's talk some other stuff from Summer League. Anything else that we've enjoyed so far? I know, I mean, it's, you know, it's early, so I'm not being like, oh, which one of these 19-year-old kids are you thinking fucking sucks? Like, no, just truly, like, any, anyone that's caught your eye. Did you guys see the Cade Cunningham versus Jalen Green, right? Yeah, I caught the highlights of that one. I'll say two things. <clears throat> um, that was a, it was an, a, the, what I saw of the game, it was entertaining. I like that they went at each other. Like, I like that they guard each other throughout the majority of the game. Um, I think one of the things that, that is becoming a little bit more, and granted, like, Jalen Green still put up points. So, like, it is what it is. But, like, what he was I actually like highly Cunningham, efficient. I just want to say yeah, that. He no, was extremely totally, totally. efficient. Yeah. And, and I, I say that to say, like, like, in the two games that I've seen of Kate Cunningham, I, I mostly watched his first game. I had I didn't I didn't see as much of this one, but like mm-hmm. he is a two way player. Like he does play tough on defense. I do like that about him. He controls the offense and like you know the score. He's he's an inefficient shooter. I think like whatever. He's nineteen. Like that shit will come. Yeah. Um, I've been impressed with him on both ends. I have been like unbelievably impressed by Jalen Green. Like yeah, he played very well offensively. So good offensively. Some of the moves, the step backs, like just the fluidity of his game is really really advanced for a 19 year old like it's really impressive watching some of his like his drives to the basket like i said like he's kind of like he's kind of already i don't want to say master because that's like overstepping but like he's kind of messed met like to some extent mastered the like the like pick me up like step back like the gather step back the james harden mm-hmm. move like it's crazy like to see a 19 year old pull off these moves it's insane his body control is really good it's like it's like Derek Rose esque yeah. body control. Um, yeah, I, I want to. I, I do want to say this because I think Cade Cunningham. Or yeah, he's he's kind of getting like a, a hard time. I, I had to stop and think that I said the right name. Sorry, I'm tired. Been a long day. Um, no but I, I do think whoever I, whoever Detroit. I watched both games. Um, I've been watching a lot of summer league. Um, and uh, whoever Detroit's summer league coaches needs to be fired because like they're underutilizing him. Like he should have the ball in his hands a majority of the game. And then they just kind of float him out. They basically have treated him like almost like a three and D player in the summer league. And I'm like, bro, Mm -hmm. what are you doing? Like this guy needs to like the ball needs to be in his hand. He needs to be, he, I mean, when, but like they do run stuff where he's controlling the offense, but like, then they just like randomly do like that summer league team. They're fucking terrible. Uh, like Tyler cook went to Iowa. Love the guy stinks he stinks he's not good they don't have like they've got Sadiq Bay he's the only other player outside of like Luca Garza has looked serviceable for them I'm not gonna like sit here and pump Luca's tires but he's like been one of their better summer league players um but they need to like let Cade play man like that's the thing Jalen Green he's getting to go out there and just like fucking play and he looks fucking Mm -hmm. really good like they're they're letting him do the shit he needs to do. And it, it's kind of frustrating to watch some of these Pistons game. I'm like, what the fuck? There were like, I counted six possessions in a row where Cade was on the floor and didn't touch the ball. Um, yeah. Like, I don't know. It's, it's like, that's what the summer league is for, dude. Like give, give your the literal number one draft pick. Like, fuck these other guys. They're probably not half, like 90% of them aren't making your goddamn roster. You, this is your number one pick. Give them the ball and let him get game reps. Um, overall, summer league has been entertaining. I've enjoyed yeah. it. I love Summer I, I watch it every fucking year. I, 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 I enjoy it too. Like, across and honestly, like across the the picks for the most part, like 
they've all shown out like and been pretty impressive. Like Scotty Barnes in his first game had a really nice game, like nearly nearly had a triple double. I think it was like 18 and 14, like looked pretty solid. Um, Jalen Suggs, not shooting super efficiently, but like you just see the toughness. Like that when he got back on defense on that fast break and like stopped and like made a stop, like that's just like that's the grittiness that you see from a guy like that where you're like, yeah, this is who you build your team around. Like this dude, like that's that it factor that he has where like the shooting will come, the efficiency will come. He's still fucking 19, but it's just like it's those intangible things where like he has where it's just like, yeah, this is the stuff that you build on top of, which is why like I was really hoping that the Bulls got that fourth pick because I really wanted him in Chicago. Um, I'm happy with the comp like the the consolation prize that is like Lonzo and and DeMar DeRozan to some extent, but what a consolation. Um it's it's been fun, man. Like it's been fun, and even some of the two year, the second year players, like you know, obviously Homer, like Patrick Williams, look pretty good. Fucking Zaire Williams put up like nineteen tonight. Um, like yeah. it's it just it's just fun. Again, it doesn't mean shit. Mac McClung is just like like blowing up the Lakers, SB Nation accounts and Twitter accounts. People are going yeah. crazy. They think he's going to be the next coming of Alex Caruso. Which like, look, I've I've followed Mac McClung for, a, Mac- for quite a while. He's a fun player, but like, no, no. no. He's going to average 35 in, in China. No, I yeah. actually think he'll probably play in the G League. Uh, real I'm, quick. I, I'm so glad you said that, actually, because that was the other thing I was going to bring up is, like, how old some of these teams are. Like, the Portland Trailblazers put out Beasley, Emmanuel Moutier, and Kenneth Fareed during Summer uh, League. Like, that's uh, uh, not Don't forget. Great. Don't forget. Don't forget the LeBron dunker himself, Jordan Crawford, also on their Summer League team. And Dude. who was that guy in the magic with the that looked oh, like Giannis Timo, man? From, yeah, Giannis he looked like two K created him. What was, oh, what was that all about? Hundred percent. <laughs> that was wild. He got a lot of VC. Congrats. He got a fucking. He didn't put any on stats. It was all on looks. But congrats on all that VC, baby. Oh <laughs> they, they, I, I was fucking. Uh, I was on the NBA Reddit today, and Complex wrote an article about him, like just literally because of his goddamn appearance. Uh yeah. He showed up. You weren't expecting it. Um, I, real quick, I do want to give one. He has a question. Oh, go for it. I, I do want, if we're just going to talk about old players, I do want to give one quick shout out. Shout out uh, Brooklyn Nets Summer League, Brandon Knight. That's another one. It's just like, man, how I was, fun- I was just, watching their game the other day and I was like, that look, I was like, Knight. I was like, that looks like Brandon Knight. That can't be Brandon Knight. And then they're like, and then they're like Brandon Knight attempting like his comeback or something about him. I'm like, oh my god, it is, it is Brandon Knight. It's Wild, crazy. Oh like, you look at some of these guys. Like Kenneth Fareed and Michael Beasley are both 31 years old. Emmanuel Moody is like 28, and Brandon Knight's probably like 30. Like, it's kind of crazy that their careers. Brandon are Knight is older. 28. Jordan Crawford is 31. I was looking at this the other day. Like the oldest player. There's a you can find it on it's if crazy. you Google. It's like oldest yeah. players in summer league. Wow. Next year, Jamal Crawford will be in the summer league. Um, I, I, honestly, <laughs> give me that. Give me that all day long. It. Fuck it. Let him fuck up all of the rookies. He's just messing him up with them. that old man cross up. Um, real quick, after the game for the Rockets Detroit, uh, Jalen Green said, uh, my chip is super big. It started draft night when I got drafted number two. I feel I was number one. He's played very well. Jay, you were talking about like, you know, he's got a lot of grown man moves. Uh, Det- uh, you said that, you know, Derek Rose asked with some of those uh, moves near the basket. Do you guys think like, is this going to make a lot more people decide to skip college and go to? Because he was one of the, he was one of the G League guys, wasn't he? Yeah, here's the thing. And Kaminga's like decent too. I'm talking like bigger people, not like <clears throat> no. But well, here's Randos. what I, here's here's what I was gonna say. One, Kaminga's look good too, but 
the top prospects are always going to be the top prospects, whether they go to the G League or not. They're always yeah. be, this was going to be Jalen Green, whether he went to the Ignite or whether he went to fucking Duke. It didn't matter. Okay. He's, I was just Green, saying, Jalen like, Green. do you think that being being able to get that G League action? It's just not enough time. Like one year, yeah. it's like I, yeah, it, there's a case to be made. But here's the thing: like going in, Jalen Green was the number one player in high school. Had he gone to a, a one of these big schools, Kansas, Kentucky, etc., like he would have been a top three pick anyways. Yeah. Would he be and, playing comparable and, talent? And That's what I think is a question I'm asking. It's not about that. It's yeah, not about a- that because he has the talent that he has already, but there is actually a really good case to be made that had Jalen Green played in college this year, he would have been more in the public eye and it would be more... He probably would have gone number one if he would have gone to college. Ted? Yeah, uh, I actually... Um, I agree with Jay's last point. That was a point I wanted to make. Yeah. Um, okay, cool. But I want to say this. I thought Jalen Green was far and away the best pick in this draft, or the best player in this draft. I like Kate Cunningham a lot. I liked him at Oklahoma State a lot. I watched a lot of his games this year. Um, I I believe I am the resident college basketball fan. I don't know that you guys really watch much, if any of it. Um, But I watched a lot of it. And uh, I mean, like, Kate's good. He's going to have a good NBA career. Like, I don't think you can go wrong with picking him number one overall. But Jalen Green, and we've already talked about like the body control and like his ability and just like how smooth it looks. And look, I want to be clear. I'm not overreacting to the way that he's playing in summer league. And this may come back to bite me. Cade Cunningham may have a fucking 20 year hall of fame career and Jalen green might flame out in eight years. I don't know. I don't expect it to happen. Um, but Jalen green is somebody that I was so high on. And I felt like he was always going kind of under the radar on draft boards. And I was like, maybe Orlando gets him. Maybe they get him. (laughs) And like, I was like, uh, that was who I wanted. I mean, I look, Jalen Suggs is a fine consolation prize. I'm not upset about that, but I I think Jalen Green is is uh, he's going to be a a fucking full on superstar. Um, yeah. But I do agree with you that the exposure, the G League, they haven't figured that out yet. And I think Nikki, to your to answer your question, I think mm-hmm. once they figure that out, once the NBA figures out how do we market the G League and G League players and like make this like really a thing. I think that will change, but agree, like yeah. you just don't, you don't get the exposure. You know, nobody's tuning into the fucking G league games. No, you know? yeah, we need, what, what they need, what they need truly is they need a Zion level, uh, player in p- terms of popularity to go that route so that they have no choice, but to televise and it. They, and and they need, they need to do what ESPN did, which is like ESPN. Like when Zion was at Duke, like I would, I would be watching like, it's like, Kansas, Oklahoma, and it's like Zion Williamson, blah blah blah, blah. and I'm like, dude, yeah. I'm not even fucking playing. Like, what are we doing here? Yeah. And like, yeah. they just ESPN ram Zion down your throats. The NBA just needs to market the G League better, and like, I think at some point they will probably do that because like, if you can They'll make that a more attractive something. route, you sell more G League tickets, blah blah, whatever. The, um, the, only, the only other thing to that point though, and this will be my last thing that I'll say on it, we're not that far. We're only like two years removed from high schoolers being able to enter the draft again. Right. So like, this is gonna go away. Like yeah. this, this path is not going to be as luxurious in a couple of years. That's actually, I totally, yeah. Hey, I forgot about that too. Hey, um, let's get some more good points out of you, Ted though. Let's talk since you weren't able to talk too much about great free agent stuff. Did you like, what'd you like, uh, from free agency this so far? Uh, yeah, I, I texted you guys, uh, and I want to be very clear what I, what I texted you guys was an old Kendall Marshall tweet that I saw when I was in college, I believe which was so much bread in this league and everybody eating. <laughs> Some motherfuckers got fucking paid. Paid, man. Uh, Evan Fournier, four years, 78 million. Guy, good luck, New York. Hey. 
That guy, did he just get paid because like his play in FIBA? Like, did no, you guys? Oh, did, sure, did, no. did, did they, did they fucking watch this motherfucker play in, in Boston? They watch him play in fucking Orlando, dude. I think a, that's a bad contract. If you're the Knicks, and we talked about this a little bit last week, but like the number one thing that they lacked last year was like it, it was either Julius Randle or 25 minutes of Derrick Rose or bust. Like they had no scoring wings. Sure. They had nobody on the wing. It's so, like they had. I mean, they had a couple million to throw out there. They were like quite under the salary cap. So like, look, if you're Julius a New York Randall Knicks fan, took a, a team friendly deal. Yeah. And I think Central. like, which honestly, like if I was him, I would have fucking like just took the bag, but like, it is what it is. I think ultimately, like when you're the Knicks, you bring that team back because they brought that city back last year and you're trying to rebuild your culture to the point that like, you're going to be able to do the flip in two years. This These contracts don't matter because you can fucking... If you can no. trade Russell Westbrook three times, you can trade Evan Fournier. I'll also, I'll also say this. The Evan Fournier signing is big for them, and I was going to make this point, but like you kind of you kind of drove that home. The point I was going to make here is that that is a good future move for them because it says, hi, look, this is what we'll give to a middle-of-the-road free agent. You're a superstar. You want to come here? We'll give you the whole goddamn bag. Like I, I it's like it, it shows people that they're willing to pay players. Like they're willing to pay for talent, and they're willing to to do that to compete. So that's, I mean, yep. it's a good sign. And frankly, uh, it didn't work out for them. But when Stan Van Gundy was in Detroit, he would do that by kind of overpaying like mediocre free agents, and he literally would say, "Yeah, like nobody wants to come here." He's like, "I gotta like you know show people that like, hey, we'll we'll pay you the money to come here." Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, man, a lot of uh, a lot of older players getting some big, big deals. Um, I do want to say one thing. We talked about Gary Trent Jr. and Norman Powell and how it was going to save money, and they pretty much got the same deal. And no, I, yes, yes, they did. Gary Trent Jr. is making seventeen point three million dollars a year over the next three seasons. Norman Powell is making. Oh, that's right, because Norm signed for five years, didn't he? Yeah. 90 million so 18 million oh, a year fair. so yeah, I, if you're the blazers you got to be like well this is i mean the blazers are idiots neil Olshie's an idiot they haven't made one single fucking move outside of re-signing him like what like you're gonna run that team back like what are we doing um but you know that's i guess well i was gonna say it's neither here nor there but we're talking free agency like they didn't make any moves <laughs> um but that's i mean honestly if you're them though you got to be pleased because you're like wow we got we pretty much paid the same amount for a more complete player, and that's not to say that Gary Trent Jr. won't be better. But right now, Norman Powell definitely is better. Um, I, yeah, I mean, some crazy deals though for some older players. You know, I mean, Demar Derozan to the Bulls, which again, it's kind of the move you got to make if you're the Bulls. It's like, hey, like let's, let's to. no, I look, I, I'm 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 not. This is not. I'm not being critical here by any means. Just a lot of money. I mean, twenty three and a half million dollars a year <laughs> for Demar Derozan is a lot of money. Um, Kyle Lowry at 35 getting, you know, 28 million a year, Chris Paul, 37 year old, well, about to be 37 year old Chris Paul getting 30 million a year, which if you're Phoenix, so you got to do it. I mean, you, yep. you, you got to do it. There's a window like, that's open he for brought you, right you to now. the finals. Yeah. Like, I mean, it, you got to do it. Uh, I think one of the biggest ones that just kind of blew my mind is, uh, Duncan Robinson five years, like almost 90 million. Yeah. Wild. Wild. Congratulations. I text, uh, a girl that I work with who's friends with his sister. And I was like, this means nothing to you, but your boy just got paid. And she's like, Oh my God, that's so great. His sister's getting married next week. And I was like, Oh, I hope that motherfucker's paying for it, man. Like, <laughs> that dude just got the bag. D two D two college player turned into a fucking $90 million player. 50, yeah. $17 million a year player. 18. Like that's insane. 
that's fucking i mean good for him man great story yeah. um yeah yeah i mean uh, yeah. Not, honestly like I, I think the big thing here is like this was like in recent years, we've had like some crazy like players that are up in free agency and that sort of thing, but like there weren't really like huge players up here. Um, I think maybe one of the most surprising moves was uh, Jared Allen getting twenty million a year. Uh, Jay, lot, we kind of texted about that. that. It is a lot of yeah. money, but Five I don't know. Years, right? I mean, you're like you're Cleveland. <laughs> like, what else are you gonna do, man? I agree. You know? I think what's what's interesting about this free agency period, and we didn't really talk about this last week, but I think like. There are a lot of there are very few deals that have been signed where you're like, whoa, yeah. holy shit. Most of them have been like, yeah, it's a lot of money, but I get it. Like the Jared Allen thing, right? Like it's Cleveland. They're not getting anybody. Evan Mobley's 19. You could argue that those two could play together. It's a lot to pay for a guy whose main attribute is just defense. And also like he was kind of a throw in in the Nets trade. Like it's, it's, a, it's a lot of money to throw at that kind of guy. But that's a guy that like, a playoff team's going to trade for him in two seasons. Like Bingo. they're absolutely going mm-hmm. to. Yeah. They're going to because that guy can add value to your team. They're going to be able to move that contract. If if I've learned anything, if you can move Russell Westbrook's contract, if you can move Al Horford's contract, if you can move Kemba Walker's contract twice, any contract is movable. Oh, are you not a fan of Kemba to New York? He's oh, I'm here for it. I want all of it. I want I all think- of it. Too. The biggest it. shock for I want me him was to throw alley oops to Obi. Sorry, which also I take that back. He did not get traded again. He got bought out. Yeah, out, right. I wasn't going to correct insane. you, but it's fine. Uh, yeah. Uh, the, honestly, the only, the more shocking thing that the Cavs actually didn't do was like extend Kevin Love for like nine more years, like 200 million. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that would have been the one head scratcher. was like, really? I don't understand oh, that. One. Would you have been shocked? It's the fucking Cavs, you know? No, you're right. <laughs> How do you guys uh, feel, uh, Spencer Din- Dinwiddie just over a- three years, 62 hey. mil? Look at the, dude, we have been we've been on the same page here because I was yeah, literally just about bad. to bring up. Uh, honestly, not a bad deal. It's three years. I think the third nope. year is a player option. Um, and uh, he gets one dollar if they win the championship, <laughs> which is huge. incredible. That is the best. So great. I remember. Right uh, I bet you he did that on purpose. I'm sure he did. He's I remember like the championship ten or so years ago, reading about like crazy things. Like Luke Ridnauer would get an extra 150k if he won Defensive Player of the Year. A Donald Foyle was like an extra 500k if he won Finals MVP. It's just like some of the shit that they throw in these contracts is just it's like legitimately hilarious. But that's uh, I mean it's li- it's gambling. It's literally literally like yeah yeah. yeah. We're just gonna put it all on black. Just, right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. You're gonna win Finals MVP. Um, <laughs> Sounds good. One. No, I just. Oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Fuck. I was just gonna say, I think one of the one of the big shocks for me, Duncan Robinson getting eighteen million dollars a year while Rashawn Holmes is getting about twelve. Um Rashawn Holmes heavily, heavily underrated. Yeah, heavily extremely. Underrated. I think so I think it's one of those things where Duncan Robinson is kind of like a known commodity, like at this point, like you kind of know what you're gonna get from him, and Rashawn Holmes is kind of like it's there. We've seen it, but we don't know for sure. Um, well, and I mean, look, at the like, end of the day, somebody's going to pay me $12 million him. to play fucking basketball. I'm not going to complain. Yeah, yeah. I, but like I said, like I think he's also got a little bit of that like Philadelphia process stench all over him where like there's just players that came from that yes. where like the same way that a guy like Kyle Kuzma can get the Lakers bump, like guys that were involved in the process, there's just like a like Robert Covington too, like there's just like a there's just a stench about them where you're just like I know that you didn't contribute to the losing per se, Nerlens but like Noel. you were a part of yeah, Nerlens 
it's just like you just but you were a part of it like a like a big part of it and like we kind of your your name is kind of like I robert was, covington was one of those guys where like roko was like oh yeah he's just like a g league kind of player that we're like we just we needed to fill a spot and he became a good defender but like he was a kind of a joke to start i the the process stench is so, like I've never really thought about that until you just kind of laid it out. And I'm like, holy fuck, that like actually makes so much sense because I, I do it too. I'm like, oh yeah, kind of that. He's like one of those Philly guys that didn't work out. Huh? And like, it's like, it's like Dario Sarge, you know? I mean like TJ McConnell. We all look at TJ McConnell. We're like, T- TJ McConnell. shout out TJ McConnell. Four years, like 40 there. million or whatever. Good That's for him. That's what I'm saying. He goes to Indiana. Yeah. He's actually really good for Indiana, but because he was part of those process teams where like, they were so fucking bad. We we're like, he can't be a good player. These teams were terrible. There's just no way. Yeah. And you look at these collection of players now who are contributing on other teams. And you're like, how is it they're contributing to other teams, but they were shit. No, that doesn't make any sense. I'm like my brain can't equate it. Yeah. I just, I just got a, a text. So I clicked into my text and Jay, I did not read all of the text that you sent. That's what I was trying to tell you. <laughs> yeah, it was good. It was funny. That's um, pretty great. Real quick before we move on from the like the Kemba and the Spencer Dinwiddie thing. So I actually liked the Kemba move for um for the next New York. namely because assuming assuming his knee holds up, because we don't know how his health is, but like yeah. it was like Derek Rose was incredible for them. I'm glad they brought him back. It was a lot of money. The Bulls were thinking about bringing him back, but not at that price tag, which is why we got Caruso instead. Yeah. Derek Rose can't play more than 25 minutes. Like he's just at that point in his career. You can't play if he starts playing over twenty five minutes. He starts to teeter out. So Kemba allows them to balance it out. There's a case to be made that they can make they can play small with the two of them. They can play really small with like RJ at the three. Like there's a lot of maneuvering that they can do with two offensive driven guards. And like Kemba's just going to be able to cook. Like he doesn't really have to default to anybody else except for Julius Randle. The rest of that team's not scoring. So like I mean I guess they have Evan Fournier now, but he's going to sit on the perimeter. Like I like that for them. And with the Spencer doing anything, hot take. I think the Wizards are better this year than they were last year. They seem more complete. I'll say it. And they got kind of a haul for Russell Westbrook. Yeah, and like Montrez Harrell will want to have a little bit of a bounce back season. I would assume. I uh, mean, KCP had a bad a bad season last year, but he's still a serviceable three and D wing. Yeah, Kuzma's no team, be whatever. No team that has Kyle Kuzma's a good team. I'm sorry, that guy. I didn't say good. I didn't say good. Hey, I didn't say good. The Lakers won a championship. Oh, you you did say better than they were last year. That is, fair. I did. I said better than last year. I didn't say good. That's very different. I just think that that team's now deeper than they were last year. They had no depth last year. They have yeah. more. And Bradley Beal now has more reasons to just stick around. Yeah, and I. I like Spencer Dinwiddie. Also, Nikki, you did uh, you just what you just said. I want to, I want to make a, a quick rebuttal to that. No team that has Kyle Kuzma is good unless they have LeBron. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah, Great. he really is. He LeBron James is Kyle Kuzma's kryptonite, <laughs> which is very good for LeBron James. Uh, anything else? Oh wait, what am I talking about? Anything else? I know what we got to talk about now. The big talk. picture, the biggest thing in the world, folks. Go fuck yourself. Four years, eighty-four million in Los Angeles. I'm taking five point nine in sunny Boston. <sighs> Dennis Schroeder uh, is going to fire his agent. I'm assuming. He well, how are we thinking about this? He well, he's he's German and black, so of course, you know, Boston will definitely embrace <laughs> yeah, him. That's a city that will certainly love well. the guy. Gonna love him. Uh, yeah, man. I honestly like. I won't even front. I feel bad for the guy. He got bad advice. I do. I do. No, I, I know. And I was guy. just going to say, I always feel bad for these players that this happens to always. And I it's really like your own do. arrogance I've... and hubris is why it happens. But yeah, I still, I know. I do. I feel like the, I felt the same way with Nerlens Noel a couple years when, ago when he was in Dallas and they offered him like four years, 70 million. He's like, fuck that. I get more on the open market. And he got nothing. 
four million like one year one year four million one year with okc and just like this is the best you can do like you could have locked in 70 mil like i genuinely feel bad for the guy i mean he's young enough where he like this is like a prove it contract and if he Mm -hmm. has a good season he can bounce back and probably get paid next year but if he doesn't he's he's now become a journeyman like that's what this is what's going to happen he's going to become a journeyman in the nba and all because of some bad advice the thing is the thing is though he still would have gotten paid this offseason if he hadn't absolutely shit the bed in the playoffs, he was fucking terrible. He shot like 31% in the playoffs. He was, he was, he was so really bad. fucking bad. And like really that was. is, that's what really, it. I mean, basketball more than any other sport is a what have you done for me lately? And I'm not talking like, what did you do all season? It's, hey, yes. remember when you, when you scored 20 points a game and grabbed five boards and had three assists during the season? And then in the first round of the playoffs, you scored 14 points and shot 30% from the floor. Well, guess what? You're not getting a fucking contract anymore. Yeah. Like, and I mean, honestly, I I don't know though. Who's worse, him or Victor, man? Victor turning down, turned down four years, 113 million with the Pacers, then turned down four years or two years, 45 million, and then signed a fucking vet minimum contract with the Heat. That's tough. Well, the thing, the the difference between their two situations is like he basically didn't play for the Heat because he was hurt. So, like, he basically, he wanted to go there. He's there. He's a complete afterthought, but a lot of that has to do with his injuries and coming back for the ACL. He just haven't really recovered. Dennis Schroeder, if he comes out in free agency last year as opposed to this year, off of the like near six man of the year, like he gets the bag. He's making a hundred mil next last year. Well, yeah. also, also, yeah. I mean, if 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 the Lakers don't trade for Westbrook, like he's still gonna he's gonna get paid. But then they get Westbrook yeah. and they're like, oh, I agree. <laughs> See you, <ya>, pal. <laughs> Well, yeah. and it sounds like coming out of Lakers camp, people don't really like playing with him. Like Dennis Schroeder is like, uh, yes, he's he's a guy that he he a very inflated sense of 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 self. Every team he's yeah. played for has said that. Yeah, it's yep. interesting. Okay, it's interesting. they said the Hawks. Well, and what was interesting about OKC was just like, yeah, you're just gonna back up Russ, and then you're gonna back up Chris Paul, and he seemed to be fine with it. And then when he got to LA, he's like, not anymore, not anymore. I'm a starter again. Well, he was proving himself pretty well in OKC there. Oh, yeah, kind of, but in a limited role, which is, like, why he was at his best. I also want to say this, too, about the Dennis Schroeder situation and the, like, teams have issues with him. It's not, like, the team. This isn't, like, being leaked by the team. This is, like, players that have played with him that are, like, I don't like playing with him. Like, that's a huge, huge difference. Big difference, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it's uh, it sucks, man. Like, I mean, to get the, the minimum, like... Well, whatever. Six million dollars is nothing to scoff at, but like, yeesh, man, what a what a fall from from grace. Like to go from what what could have been to this is just like, it sucks, man. It really sucks. It really I, yeah. sucks. I and, do. Yeah, I do want to say a couple a couple quick things. Uh, I while I do feel bad for both of them, uh, Victor Oladipo especially, because I've always really liked him, and he's got he's gotten fucked by injuries. I don't feel quite as bad when I look at the fact that Victor Oladipo has made $106 million in his career and Dennis Schroeder's made 75. Like, I think they're going to be okay. I don't disagree with you. I don't disagree with you. I have nothing smart to say about that, except that I don't disagree with you. I honestly, sometimes, (laughs) (laughs) Nikki just keeps me clear. clear Nikki's taking a phone call. Um, I assume it's about business. Uh, He's, uh, you know, he's just out there. He's, he's on the phone. Stuff's going on. Come on right now. Com- completely forgot what is <laughs> happening right now. This is the weirdest is episode of NBA This is the NBA ever. difference, bro. I this bet you he is. ordered food. I bet you he ordered food and he mistimed it and the food is there. That's I want to pull back. Can I, can I pull back the curtain 
for those listening. Please. Nikki texted. I texted the, the the boys and I said, "Hey, I'm I'm ready whenever." I said, "Hey, friends, I'm ready whenever you are." And uh, Jay said, "I'll start setting up here in a minute." And Nikki said, "I just got off work. I'm gonna get high really quick, and I'll be good to go." So, if you ordered food, it makes sense. Look, we all like to get a little stone. Sometimes we like to get a little stone and, and do the podcast. I mean, it's just yeah, I get it. it's high spend We all have our vices, you know. That's uh, yeah, and that's that's Nikki's. What were we talking about again? Uh, Contracts. Dennis Schroeder getting paid seventy five million. I mean, look, look. Don't don't get me wrong. If I made seventy five million dollars in my career, I'd also I would still like to make eighty four million dollars more. Of course. So I still do feel sympathy, but at the same time, like, bro, like you could you could retire tomorrow. You ain't ever got to do shit again. Here's a here's a question: Is he gonna start for them? Probably. Right? Who's gonna start? They don't yeah. What are they gonna start? Marcus Smart? I don't know. The Celtics announced that he doesn't get guarantee have the position. No, no, I mean job. And they shouldn't because they paid him a vast minimum, but it seems like they paid they paid him the mid level exception. There's a difference. Oh, right, 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 right. You're right, 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 right. Thank you. Um I Credit mean, where it's due. He got he got about two point six million dollars more than Victor Oladipo did because Victor Oladipo true. got a two point three million dollar vet minimum deal. Oh, that's hard to hear. It's tough, I, I man. Mean, that like that breaks my heart, and it's because I like Victor. He was in Orlando. He should have. We should have kept him. We made a dumbass trade. Like it's stupid. I wish he would have stayed. I feel bad for the guy. I've always rooted for him. I will continue to root for him. I hope he has a breakout season with Miami. I hope like not a breakout season, but a comeback season. Yeah, I do nice. too. I do too. Um, because I always liked him much, much like Tad said. But yeah, like with the Celtics, like their backup option is Peyton Pritchard. <laughs> like he's probably going to start. PP. Oh. Fast good PP. old PP. Fast PP. Fast right. PP. That's his nickname. Wasn't that your nickname yeah. in high school? Oh, still is, buddy. <laughs> um, <laughs> jokes on you. <laughs> what? Oh, figure it out, kid. Put yourself on mute. Dude, Nikki is a, an important businessman Clearly. doing business right now. We can only this assume. Oh my goodness, man! He's I'm doing so business, man. I wonder. This is he, the new he got job, a phone man. call. Like, he got a phone call, and the guy on the other said, "Listen, this call's about business." And Nikki was like, "Well, I gotta take this." God, I never thought I'd say this, but I wish he was unemployed again. This is terrible. Like, this is just his work life. He's <laughs> taking over his life. He's taking over his life. What a mess. Thank you, man. You got it. Dude, just quit your job, man. Dude, you ever heard of unemployment benefits? I'll pay you to not work. It's wild. <laughs> oh, my God. This whole thing is off the fucking rails. Good this Lord. This is the best episode we've ever done. Yeah, this is, you, you would figure, what was, I was gone, I think, the last two episodes, right? So, you, I mean, this is just kind of par for the course. Every time I come back from like a, a brief hiatus, this is what happens. So, um, you're absolutely right. That is, uh, yeah, we are off the rails. Hey, Nikki, are, uh, I'm sorry that the podcast interrupted your various business dealings. <laughs> sorry, uh, I I have a car getting shipped out here, and the guy called me to tell oh, me. Oh, that's was, right, I forgot about that. He he was calling to let me know that he was going to be here within the like an hour or two, and I was like, yeah, sounds cool. I'll be I'll be up. And then he called me back to say that he's supposed like you have to go like to a checkpoint thingy before he would be able to deliver it. It's not going to be open by the time he gets to us. So he's like, we're just going to do it tomorrow morning. I was like, yeah, that's cool. Oh, right. I forgot we shipped you that car. Yeah, I got a car coming. So that's it's, correct. It's, it's a car a and a ship. Deal. Wow, man. A car yeah, and a ship. These yeah. days is wild. 
How yeah, you, it's one. It's one. Hey, of they those, had one uh, of those in in James Bond. It was fucking cool, man. Yeah, it's great. I, man, well, I was thinking it's, it's a, a just closer to your home, Wisconsin Dells, the Ducks. <laughs> You know that is they're 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 old military boats that like could go that oh yeah in in water and become boats and then they would oh I've I've seen them I've seen them I've seen them I've been in one folks that's right um the only other thing that I did want to talk the only other thing that I did want to talk about was this Lori marketing thing because obviously it's close to home um the New Orleans Pelicans have to be the most embarrassing franchise in the NBA right now. It is so terribly embarrassing what they've done during this period to just like let Lonzo go, not involve Laurie in the in the deal, and now reports are coming out that they also want Laurie. And we're we kind of control because we control his rights, we're kind of we're in the driver's seat to some extent. Um, where like the teams that are out there that have interest in him don't have money for him. Mm-hmm. So they have to involve teams to make the money work. And they have to trade. It's probably going to have to be a three-team trade. And the Bulls are basically saying, like, we're not giving him up without getting a first-round pick. So, like, all these first-round picks that we've been sending out, we may get one for Laurie, which is fucking nuts. Which would be nice. And, like, as a consolation prize, they could bring him back on, like, you know, a mid-level exception deal, much like, you know, much like Dennis Schroeder. And that's kind of, like, run it out one more time, have him come off the bench and, like, whatever we keep the front court depth a little long it's going to be awkward but it, it's so weird that whole situation the pelicans are just i don't know what david griffin is doing man i really don't he's just like i mean I he's completely destroyed that whole thing already and, and and i know the rumors but i saw rumors uh zion's family is like i don't fucking want him in, uh, in there anymore Dude, get him out rumors are that zion doesn't want to be there anymore yeah. already already i want to i want to talk about something just real fast because you're, you're Chicago, ripping maybe. you're ripping the pelicans I t- I've talked about this for a long time. David Griffin is a guy who got a ton of credit because LeBron decided he wanted to come back to Cleveland and people were like, yeah, David Anderson is a good GM. Why? Because he fucking traded Andrew Wiggins for Kevin Love? Like, I mean, I, I don't know. Uh, yeah, why? Because he fucking drafted Kyrie, the number one, the no-brainer number one overall pick. Like, what the fuck does David Griffin ever do? And like now it's like, yeah, look, here's the thing. The other thing, other flip side of this, we want to talk about Lori Markkinen. Uh, Lori Markkinen isn't even as good as fucking Ryan Anderson. Yes, I, Ryan Anderson. You may recall him from his Orlando Magic and Houston Rockets days. He's not even as good as Ryan Anderson. They play basically the same kind of they, they play the same kind of game. Like, dude, who the fuck does Lori think he is? Like, I'm sorry. I know these guys are like they're competitors and like they believe in themselves. And like, they've always been the guy. I don't know if you saw the quote from Carmelo where he was like, he was like, yeah, he's like, when you've been the man for 17, 18 years, going back to elementary school, high school, college, and then like your NBA career, he's like, it's hard to like become a guy who comes off the bench when you have been the man your entire life. And I get that. But like, also Lori, like you suck, bro. Like you're not good. You're soft as hell. Like you're like, I, I don't know, man. Like, like I, I get it. And I, I don't, I don't it, it wish him ill, but also like understand your worth, understand your value and know that like, yeah, you ain't getting what you're getting. Like, bro, like you don't have leverage here. Like you, you're not James Harden asking for a trade from the Rockets. You're fucking Lori Markkinen. Yeah. Another thing that him and Ryan Anderson have in common is uh, they're way too good in 2k. They're not like for some weird reason, they're just those Dude. types of players. Because they're supposed, because they have those potential of being good, they always end up being way too good in two K. My brother sent me the funniest fucking thing the other day. I wish I could. I, I wish I could pull it. Like it was like Clint. He was playing a two K dynasty and like Clint Capella or somebody won uh, MVP and he was averaging like sixteen points and nine boards a game. 
like 2K, yeah. that shit is just always so broken. But uh, ridiculous. Those um, late 2000s, early early 2010 Magic teams in 2K, like every dude could just shoot threes. I would just rake people, just three after mm-hmm. three. And like that was when you could like dribble over to the corner and the defender would hedge and then you could literally just kick op- like a wide open three every time. Uh, I also once <clears throat> scored 33 points in three minutes with 55 rated overall JJ Redick. Sorry, I just wanted to talk about that real fast because <laughs> the guy and I love him. You shoot threes, so, I get it. Anyway, go Here's on. My- Here's my quick question for you. So far, who do you think has done the best and the worst in free agency? Te- Team-wise. What team? No longer player-wise. Congrats on getting the bags to the people that did. We're so sorry to the ones who did not. I don't but know that it's... What team do you think? And it doesn't have to be unanimous. It can just be like, you. Like these are like three teams I think did great. These are a couple I think that did shit. It's not necessarily free agency but it's kind of a component since like, i'm just kind of talking from a collective offseason standpoint the biggest losers are the portland trailblazers so the, the portland trailblazers are the biggest losers they've done nothing like th- this is like dame was like on the fence about requesting a trade like you have it like you have a generational talent at point guard like you got to do something and they did fucking nothing biggest winners in free just in free agency i don't know might be your chicago bulls yeah, you're damn right. I'd uh, say them Jay? or the the Wizards, maybe. Yeah, um, I, I agree with the Wizards maybe being in second. I mean, as far as like, you know, I, I think overall, just like to Tad's point, just kind of complete offseason wise, I actually go with the Brooklyn Nets. That Patty Mills signing, that Patty Mills signing is on like low key great. Like two years, he is he is he is, was like a six man can of the year candidate last year um early in the season like you know the spurs were rough last year so like he didn't get the the level of clout but like dude was great last year um coming off the olympics they locked up kd on a four-year extension which is also great um and like they brought back blake griffin they really didn't lose much they lost jeff green like that's pretty much the only player they lost from last year's team um they kind of locked up who they needed they brought back bruce brown like yeah, I, I like the way I, I like what they, and I think also too. I think the Lakers got a lot of like people laughing at them with their early signings, but they got Malik Monk and Kendrick Nunn on some pretty team friendly deals. Some young guys. They brought back Taylor Horton Tucker. I don't hate it overall. I really like Malik Monk. He had a really good coming out season last year compared to like to the rest of his career. Um, you won't convince me otherwise that the New Orleans Pelicans that anybody had a worse off. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, we literally just spent like 10 minutes just shitting just on them. And then I just completely crash. ignored them. Yeah. I mean, that's a good you point. Just, you can't come. They're honestly, like, the they, Pelicans are such an afterthought for me. Like we literally just talked about them and I completely yeah. forgot about them. Like, I mean, that's, yeah. Yeah. that's they're just an afterthought. It's at this embarrassing. Point. You know, what's another team that had a pretty decent off season. Um, uh, the jazz. I like what they've done. Bringing in Rudy gay. Um, Mike Conley. That's another one of those deals where like, you have to do it. You got to bring him back. You got to run it back. Um, I, I like that Rudy Gay signing though. Um, you know, I, I don't know. Yeah, I like I like the the Celtics signing of Fatty Mills. I think is going to be like a, a major change in the Eastern the Conference. Nets. Oh shit! Yeah, the Nets. Sorry. Um, <laughs> I was I'm just like, hold on. The, I was like, wait a minute. I'm like, he's gonna get it. He's gonna get it. I'm, I'm interested uh, to see what the Bucks do. Like the Bucks, didn't they just get Grayson Allen? Like, yeah, I like Grayson Allen. He's they fine. Got, uh, they got to get rid of Divincenzo then, man. 
You can't. Like, I don't think you, they. That, no, you gotta, you can that, only have. They want you can only have one. You can only have one white guy that fills your like tenacious white uh, guy Dante, quota, Dante, and you can't on, have both, on, man. That's just that's the rules, dude. Hold on, Dante Divincenzo is not white. He's Italian. Let's be very clear. Okay, he's not the same thing. He's like, hey, I cook at the pizza. Look at look at his haircut. Look at how crisp his lining is. Dante I break at your great, ankles. Okay? That's I'm like, yeah, exactly. Hey, where's him he and Grayson from? Allen? He's from fucking. I think he's he from went, Rhode Island. Yeah, he's definitely from the East. Yeah, Coast. dude. I, I mean, dude, hundred percent from Providence. Like, there's he, that's where he's from. Yeah, he's fucking he, Italian. Yeah. He's from Providence. He's, he's Italian from Providence. He's got he's got like Providence Italian guy like mass hole written all over him. He's a different <laughs> he's a different breed. Grayson Allen is fucking prep school Florida kid. It's different shit. Different shit. Should be fun to see them on the court together. I can't wait. You know what? He's not. He's not from <laughs> Providence, but he's also he's from Newark, Delaware. Which um, look, I mean, oh. tomatoes, tomatoes. It is what it is. You know what I mean? Okay, wow. Ted. Look wow. at that. What a voice. Uh, all right. Anything else we want to talk about, guys? This has been a long one. Where everybody, can, I mean, hey, welcome back, Ted. This is what happens. Like we, I overheard you guys say that part. Uh, <laughs> I yeah. think. I think the only thing I'll say is I think it's time for us to start a Keanu Reeves podcast as a part of this feed until the yeah. new season starts. I'm in. Oh, there you go. I watched the replacements oh, last also, night. Oh, classic. Nice. Time, it's time to do it, Mil- boys. Speaking Whoa. of Milwaukee really quick, they also signed Semi Ojaleta one year. So <laughs> You just ruined it. <laughs> semi, semi sucks. Yeah. He sucks. Yeah, I got a Semi um, yeah. right now just because this has been so much fun. But. <laughs> Oh wait, they brought Bobby Portis back too. They did, though. yeah, on a very that, team. Yeah, what the that fuck, dude? Are fun. you kidding me? I can't believe he didn't go get that the was bag after too. that. He totally could have got the bag, but you know what? I love it. I love the move. I need an NBA, like I need an NBA player to try another, like another NBA player to try a rap career, and I need them to remake remake OG Bobby Johnson with OG Bobby Portis. Uh, you know, you know, so you got to know that song, OG Bobby Johnson. They were like, we'd play that at frat parties in college. It's just a bunch of white kids and fucking Ralph Lauren button downs mobbing the OG Bobby Johnson. Good Lord. Oof. I'm picturing what, what it. What a and picture. Just, as, as you all Ugh. picture that, I would like to say, let's cut over to plugs. What a guy. Follow me on Twitter. At Tad Hall underscore, and you can follow me on Instagram at TAD dot H-A-L-L. Uh, as I was telling Nikki, you can follow me, but it doesn't matter. I'm taking a social media hiatus. I've deleted everything. Not my accounts, just the apps off my phone. Trying not to spend so much time on it. So you can follow me. Won't be posting, but you can follow me. All right. Well, nice. you can follow me at J underscore Kilos. On occasion, I post pictures of single shoes and food that I eat. Nice. Sounds quite In- interesting. Instagram and Twitter. There you go. You can follow and me Peach. at Peach. And you can follow you can follow me at Nikki Palooza, and you can follow the podcast at NBA Pod on Instagram and Twitter. And if you got a TikTok, follow the Valley Ghostbusters. Um, all right, that's everything we got to talk about basketball wise. For Jay, Tad, I've been Nikki. This has been NBA. Enjoy the rest of your day. He's been Nikki.